This is Confessions of Coconuts, episode 18. Hi, I'm Coco. And I'm Cashew. Hi, Cashew. Hi. How are you? I'm fine, just, you know, living it up. Hey, yeah, nobody can live it up like you, man. I'm in living it up as much as possible as I can in nowhere, Indiana. So Hey, stop complaining about Indiana. Just to be happy, it's Friday. Uh, well, yeah, it's true. At least the weekend has finally come. And hopefully later tonight, I am going to go see Mamma Mia with my friends. You are? So, hope so. Hope That's so. the first I hear. You haven't asked permission yet. Oh, I've been asking all week. <laughs> well, at least today's Fridays with friends. At least. Yeah, and we have... A good, good friend today. Really? Yes. My friend today is a super mom. And when I say super mom, I mean it. She is also an awesome yoga teacher. The most calm and chill, and chill person that I have ever known. And she also loves country living as much as I do. <laughs> I mean, I, I, she. I, I'm, what I'm thinking is that she probably lived in a country most of her life. That's why I'm thinking she loves country more than I, I do. See. But <laughs> um, She's one of the owners of Be Inspire Yoga Studio in Batesville, Indiana. Welcome, my friend Lisa. We are so happy to have you here today. Oh, I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Um, well, Kashu, our friend Lisa is the first friend that we talked to the in here that we did not meet in Colorado. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I've been putting on the show notes that, you know, every single time there's somebody that comes onto the podcast that has somehow been related to Coco before, you know, <laughs> I would always say they're part of the Colorado squad gang. But you are the first, Lisa. You are not part of the Colorado squad gang. You are part of the Indiana squad gang. So... I love <laughs> <laughs> Well, as you guys know, we were living in Colorado before moving to Indiana. So funny thing, back in a day, um, before you were born, Kashu, okay. <laughs> so really, really back in okay. a day. Yeah, so a friend of your father invited me to uh, practice yoga, to do yoga, right? Mm -hmm. And he declined on my behalf. Because he said that we shouldn't associate ourselves with, uh, with anything yoga since it was a cult. Okay. It was a cult? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Lisa, did you, I bet you have had your share of questions and opinions from others in regards to yoga, especially being in a small town. What was the craziest thing that people said about yoga? We have had some people, when we first opened the studio, um, we had several people who would post on Facebook and Instagram, really just Facebook, and mention that why would they open a studio like this in our town? Um, could that be bringing Satan and demons into this town? Oh, my gosh. So, um, and I really have to say, I had a number of my friends say, you should respond back. And I decided that I wasn't going to because everybody has their different opinion. And unless they have walked into our studio or walked into a yoga studio, they don't really um, know what yoga is all about. So I think that was the craziest thing or the strangest thing that we had happen. Yeah, well, we, as you know, we lived in Colorado for 12 years and the yoga community there 
it's quite big. But um, my curiosity sparked when I was here about like five years ago, lots of people around me was talking about it. And so I tried for the first time on a work trip and after researching online, I just fell in love with it. I mean, I, I didn't see nothing that would make it to look like a cult or, or demons or just like, it's just misinformation. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I feel as though um, they were come out of a place of not knowing, mm-hmm. of not understanding. I don't want to say ignorance, but it's a part where they just didn't know. And they've heard there's so many people who have different feelings and thoughts. And um, I think they were coming out of that place of fear also. Fear Mm -hmm. is huge. So I think when people are fearful, they act out. Um, And that was my response. I didn't act out. I just welcomed them into the studio if they would like to come. That is so nice. I love that, you know, like peaceful philosophy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, please tell our listeners, how did you find yoga? So I found yoga when I was in graduate school. I was studying to um, be a special educator, and I was living outside of Boston. And the school that I was teaching at to do my internship, um, the librarian there taught yoga. So after school, we would each find an aisle in the library, and we would um, do yoga. And it was a very peaceful time in my life, and I loved it. Um, And during that time, I was getting a double master's. I was engaged to get married, so I was planning a wedding. I was living in Boston, which, you know, is a very large city. And you think that I would have been um, anxious or nervous, but I was very calm during that time. So if I fast forward um, from that time, let's say even 10 years, I was moved back to Indiana with my husband. We started having children, and I have six children. And Jeez. there was six children, and Told there was a, she was a super mom. <laughs> there was a um, I had just picked up my kids from school. I had two of them in school, three of them in diapers, and one um, in kindergarten. And I just picked my kids up from school, brought them back home, and my oldest son said he forgot his math paper. So I packed everybody back into the car, drove them back to school. And brought him back home, unpacked. Everybody was getting ready to do their homework. And, and my youngest, my younger daughter said, Mom, I forgot my spelling. And I lost it. I threw my hand across the counter table and things fell out. And I started yelling and crying. And it was a really low place in my life. And at that time, I realized I was not the mother that I wanted to be. And when my husband came home that night, I said, something has to change because I'm not happy. I would go from one to 10 on the anger scale immediately. And I said, I I have to do something. So that night I looked up online for meditation classes. And I remember when was the last time I felt calm? And I remember yoga. So not that I didn't do it between graduate school and at that time in my life, but it was very, very sporadic. And in Indiana, Mm -hmm. in a small town, we didn't have a yoga studio. Mm -hmm. So I would have to drive about an hour, an hour and a half to find a yoga studio. So I joined a meditation class in Cincinnati. And from that meditation class, it just spiraled. I just started to, to, I took a yoga teacher training class. I took an Ayurveda class. I took a a second um, class. And then 
a friend of mine and I, a friend of mine was going through the same thing and she opened, we decided to open the studio and all of a sudden now I'm a yoga studio owner and a teacher and, and I have more peace in my life now. And I no longer, I shouldn't say I no longer yell, but I at least do not yell and go crazy like I used to. <laughs> well, I think I need more meditation. Yeah, amen to that. <laughs> I should give her like free classes or something so that we can have like zero yelling in our household. Oh, man. <laughs> in fact, I have to say my oldest son said to me, Mom, you're a different mom with the younger siblings than you were with me. And I, I always tell him, you've got the worst in me and the best in me, Liam. <laughs> so. <laughs> so Lisa, once you learn more, when you learn more about it, and um, did, did, it, did, did yoga interfere in your religion, religion's belief? No, I actually believe that even though yoga is not a religion, I feel as though it has deepened my belief in my connection to God. And I, I, my heart says that we all have the same God. We just, um, we just find that God in different ways. And um, somebody might call him Buddha or Krishna or God or Jesus. And whatever comes your way to that path, I, I truly believe we all have the same God. So really for me, when I'm doing meditation or when I'm doing your meditation and yoga, um, I find a deeper connection to, I guess, the quiet or the stillness within me, which then connects to God. So beautiful. I know. Just like, are all yoga teachers like this, like deep and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we all have our different strengths. I do have some teachers in my our studio who are so funny and they laugh all the time and they make their students laugh. And as your mom can tell you, I am not a funny person. I'm more, um, I'm a deeper, a little bit more spiritual, but spiritual is being open, filled with kindness and mm -hmm. spreading that. I mean, I love that about you. I, I really do. I mean, I am a Christian and I find myself connected to my God even more during my practice. Yes. Yoga to me, it's so self-fulfilling and and I feel so much compassion with myself when I am practicing that I am at peace. And I think that's why I love it so much. Even when I'm doing like a hot class, I just, I just love it. Yes, I, I agree. I, I have the same way. I guess when one of my teachers said it this way, you connect to the God of your own understanding. And I love that because... Everybody has a different path and came from a different roots and backgrounds, but we are all striving and moving towards the one God. And um, anyway, connecting to the God of your own understanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, that's it's, so cool. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, well, most of my friends who we have talked to here at Confessions of Coconuts, they have moved a lot. They they maybe moved within the U.S., sometimes around the world. I heard you saying something about living a little bit in Boston. So I was going to ask you, have you lived always in Indiana? Uh, I guess not because you had a little bit of time in Boston. I did. So I was born and raised in Indiana in this small town. And then um, I did go to a high school in Connecticut, Connecticut. So I, I haven't heard that name in like 30 years. So I went to a boarding school, which um, is kind of 
I don't want to say foreign around here, but it's not a typical thing for students to do in Indiana in the Midwest, but it's very typical in the New England area, the Northeast. So I went to a boarding school in Connecticut, and then from Connecticut, I went to college in upstate New York, and then I went to graduate school in Boston, and my husband and I got married and moved to New Hampshire, and then I got pregnant, and I wanted to return to the Midwest to raise a family, so we moved back to Batesville. Wow. Living here ever since. It's, uh, I mean, Boston, Connecticut, New Hampshire, those beautiful, beautiful places. Which places do you like the most? Oh, that's a real, uh, you know what? I loved Portsmouth, New Hampshire. That, and I don't know if it was, I know it was the beautiful town, and I would, I would encourage anyone who is in New England to visit Portsmouth, New Hampshire. But I also think it was because it was my husband and I, our first little house. And um, so it was kind of the experience, but also the place. That's so cool. I always wanted to, like, we don't really go to, like, New England, that area. I think the only time that we've went to, we went to, like, New York. That's, like, a whole place in itself. Like, you can't really be like, oh, yeah, I'm in New England, like, you're, but you're in New York because, like, no one's going to understand that, you know? Absolutely. I think they'd be really, like, Connecticut, you know, and, like, New Hampshire. Just, like, the place you go to eat, like, clam chowder, you know? Like, exactly. That seems so nice. I want to go there. Let's plan a trip. Yeah, we went to Boston, but we just stayed in the city. We didn't yeah, really we didn't explore. really, yeah, didn't really And we did explore, but within Boston, mm-hmm. not, not, not anywhere else in Massachusetts. It's a really uh, beautiful place of the United States. It's really beautiful. Yeah, the pictures that I see online is just so pretty. So do you travel a lot, like, to learn yoga from from like all the teachers like attend workshops and things like that? Absolutely. So I, tr- I am a true believer in you're a forever student. And what, what am I going to do next in my life? So I have. I have traveled to um, Philadelphia, to Colorado, um, Bloomington, um, Tennessee. So yes, I have traveled several places. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you offer like workshops like that? Uh, at Be Inspire if someone wants to travel your way? Absolutely. And we're going to be doing more in the future. We're actually looking into, um, the other owner and I are looking into offering a teacher training at our studio in the next year or two. Um, but we do. We offer different classes and different workshops um, throughout the year. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be great if you guys had, like, this teacher training. Like, a friend of mine, Mangala, Mm -hmm. she was our first um, friend who joined us for Fridays with Friends. She is a a yoga teacher, but she's not teaching at the moment. She's more taking time to raise her daughter. Mm -hmm. And actually, she was uh, 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 one of the people that really talked to me about yoga because she was having such a great experience with it, and she wanted me to try. But... um, she was, um, she said I should at least do the, the teacher training, even though I don't want to teach because it would make my practice more deep. Do you think that would be something uh, like to do a training without being a teacher? Absolutely. In fact, I did my teacher training not to be a teacher. Mm. I actually did it to learn that piece and And I always, you see people who do yoga and you know them, like, you know, like you do yoga because they're so calm and peaceful. I mean, I should say the majority. (laughs) Yeah, I I was just shaking my head here. I was like, 
Or we actually say the people who are calm and peaceful, you ask them, what do you do? And they will either say meditation or yoga or Tai Chi, one of those healing arts. So um, absolutely. I did not go in it to be a teacher. I just fell in love with it. And then I wanted to help other people experience it, especially in our small town where we didn't have any offerings. Um, of a, we didn't have a yoga studio. We did have a couple of people who would teach out of their homes or in little buildings, but nobody, no studio that was open that everybody could know about. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Kashu and maybe one of your children, um, she's about to start her senior year in high school and she's looking forward to college. When you were going to school, did you have any idea that you will be doing yoga today? No, not at all. I wish I had done it. So one of the passions that I have is to teach young kids. So I offer um, yoga to starting at three years old, three to six year olds. It's a story time yoga. And then adorable. Just cute. Teach um, breathing exercises, mindfulness exercises. But then we play, we read a book and we act out the book through yoga poses. Um, (laughs) And then we have different workshops all the way on up to high school for kids. So we have story time yoga, going on a yoga adventure, journey to yourself, the I am series. So we have different um, sections of yoga for different ages for kids. So I would highly recommend if in most colleges offer a yoga or meditation class. And I would highly recommend anyone in college. College can be stressful with all the paperwork and all the tests in the social life. You have a lot to juggle. So I would highly recommend all students to try at least. It may not be for you, but you can try it. So Lisa, um, how many of your children still stay on the topic of college? How many of your children has gone to college or is in college or is about to join or it's in high school? Absolutely. So my oldest son um, is going to be a junior in college, and he actually followed in my husband and my footsteps, and he's going to our alma mater in upstate New York. He goes to Colgate University. And then I have a daughter, my um, daughter who's 19. She goes to school in Maine at a school called Bowdoin College. And then I have a son who is going to be a freshman next year, and he is going to Washington and Lee in Virginia. Wow, so they're all over the place. How do you deal with that? Oh, through meditation. (laughs) (laughs) It is. I I have to say, I'm not always that good. It gets crazy. It's crazy, but it's um, it's you have to be organized and patient. So yeah. Well, Kashu is uh, starting her a senior Mm year in high school, as I mentioned, and she is uh, now preparing herself to applications for for college and uh, lists and 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 checklists and lists upon lists on what college to apply I mean it is a very very important time in their lives when they are trying to figure out at such a young age what they are going to be or what kind of career they are going to have to then later in life like let's say one of us, you go to college and you go through that time of, of choosing and, and studying and then you decide that, nope, what have I studied is not what I'm going to yeah. be. And then on, on that, 
on that. It's like, what do you tell a, a young person? Do you go or you don't go? Uh, you, would, would you like learn yourself or what the things that you are into before you venture to colleges? I mean, it's, it's such a challenging time. It is a challenging time. I agree with you. And there's so many options and so many wonderful schools out there um, that it can be very stressful. But I always believe that there's many schools that one person can go to that will meet their needs. Yeah. So you say you study special education? I was. So I, I, I was a special educator um, for a couple of years before I started having children and then had the fortunate that I could stay home with my children when they were growing. And I received my master's in moderate special needs. I worked with some of the children who, um, at that time, which was the early 90s, who would be um, need a special aid with them throughout the whole day. So those children were underneath my, I don't want to say my care, but I was their main teacher to make sure that they were receiving all of the um, skills, benefits, health, anything that they needed through their day at the school that I was to oversaw that for them. Oh, wow. Did you like that a lot before you like switched to yoga? I did. You know, I, I'm very passionate. I want to say for the underdog, for, for those children and people who um, life doesn't come easy for them. And so I, um, yeah, I'm passionate for them. So it, I loved it. I loved it. And I feel like I, I feel like everyone has special needs. So I have six kids who all have their own needs. And I feel like God had me go through that teaching and training so that I could help my own children and others. So it's cool. That's cool. Like, that's like a cool way to like, look at it. Cause otherwise I feel like, I feel like you're like so like your personality and like your temperament is so much different than me. I don't think I would have been able to see that. Cause like, me, I'm just like hopping on to the next thing, you know, like, hey, you know, it is what it is. But I just, I think like just sitting down and like thinking about like how all your life situations have led to the other situation, how they like help each other out, like, you know, prepares you for the next situation. That's really cool. Well, we do have an amazing God, right? So he, I think he just like leads us into this direction of what we need on our path. So. Yeah. Yes. And I, I believe that. Um, as you know, um, going back to yoga, yoga was originated in India. Did you ever visit that region? Oh, I was supposed to this coming March. I was invited by a former teacher of mine, and then we had to postpone it for a year. Um, I have not been there, and I look forward. I will go there someday. Yeah, I, Mangala has been, and it was... She posted the pictures of uh, like the places and doing yoga with the natives. It was just like, it's just so meaningful when you are at that location. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. And everybody doing it. And then also where you are in one of the poorest countries in this world and where a number of people don't have any, you know, don't have the material goods that we have here in the United States, but they're still so happy and so spiritual and so grateful that um, I think we can learn all, all learn from that. Yeah. I think Bengala said the same thing. I think she was like in awe with the, like the way that they live and, you know, how, you know, how happy they were with their own life situation, you know, like how they 
do all their things on a daily basis. If, like, all the people who are listening, if y'all haven't heard our first Fridays with Friends, like, 10 out of 10 should listen because it kind of, like, relates to this Fridays with Friends here. You'll like it if you like this one. Yeah, it was, it's it's super cool to talk to you guys and, and, and the way of talking, the similarity of the, the, the thinking and, and, and the vibe, it's just, just so cool. But even though... Um, the yoga was originated there and whatever is their beliefs within doing yoga, I'm going to be truthful. I do yoga because to me is a peaceful workout. Um, am I being selfish if I have that opinion? Absolutely not. I agree with you. I mean, I love yoga from the moment I tried and and when I first visit, visited the studio, my first time ever was the yin class. And, and that was the one that you teach. Um, can you please explain what yin um, yoga is? Because I am so in love with it and I wish everyone could try. Absolutely. So yin is the counterpart to a yang class. So in order for me to tell you about yin, let me just tell you a little bit about yang, or at least for the listeners. So yang in the United States, the most typical yang class is like a vinyasa flow. It's flowing, it's moving, um, it's heated, um, not so much heated in the room, although it may be, but heats your body. A yin class is not that it's cool, but it's slower. It's more the feminine it's, um, it's just, I love it. So you hold your poses, a yin class, you hold your poses for three to five minutes. Typically they're mainly seated postures, but you really get deep into the body. You get deep into the connective tissue, the fascia that surrounds your organs in your joints. And as you sit in that pose, you allow those connective tissue to just slowly release and open. Um, one thing that I love most about a yin practice is that it teaches you a lot about your thoughts. So unlike a restorative practice where you just allow your mind to rest and let go, in a yin practice, you stay very attentive and you are aware of the emotions that arise. So the longer you sit in a posture, your thoughts may be like, oh, when is the teacher going to tell me to get out of this? Oh my God, <laughs> I'm hurting so much. Or do I really have to stay here? And come on. Um, but what you do when you observe those thoughts, you realize, oh, like I see the tension rising in my body. I, I notice my shoulders starting to shrug. I notice my jaw starting to lock. My face, the brow gets all these wrinkles. And then you, once you realize those physical changes, you try to soften them and say, okay, it's okay. Like if I can just breathe through this tension and breathe and be okay with the sensations that arise in my body, then you often know, you often find that you are not so disturbed or reactive to things that happen in your life or on your mat. So you then you take that, what you've learned off of your mat into the world. And for instance, if you're sitting at a light in traffic and you're not moving instead of getting reactive and being upset you just take that deep breath and say okay I've been here before I've been here in this on my yoga mat before in tension and I'm right now I'm just going to breathe through this and really does it matter in the whole scheme of life no so that is that is the benefit of a yin practice that I absolutely love 
And then some of the other benefits are flexibility and, but the emotional benefit and, um, the observing is what I love the most. Yeah. I, I am not into that much, but I am always so um, competitive with myself. I try to push, push, push my body. But when I'm doing the yin, I learned how to control my breath. I learned how to relieve pain and, and uncomfortable, pos uh, well, how can you say, uncomfortable situations when I'm in a, in a, in a certain pose mm -hmm. by breathing a certain way. And I did not know that until I started doing yoga, that if I continue to breathe a certain way, it will relieve my pain. I had no idea. And I learned that. And it's, uh, I feel great while I am waiting. Sometimes uh, my mind just, it's so peaceful. I just fall asleep sometimes. Seriously? <laughs> I think I, I tried yoga like two, three Four or five times? I don't know. I tried it a couple times, and it was, like, never for me for some reason. Like, I always wanted to try it because, you know, like, Coco really likes it, and it's like, oh, maybe she likes it, maybe I'll like it too, but that was not the case. I was always, like, you know, as I said before, I'm always just, like, get up and go type of person. I'm not the type of person to, like, sit down and relax and do, like, flexible poses that I have to stay in for, like, five minutes, and I'm just like, ah! You're like, I don't like exercising in general. So it's just like, I don't know. It's and weird. that happens a lot. So do not think that you're weird. That happens a lot to people. <laughs> and But you might come back to it. At least you know it's there. And you might come back to it when you're a mother of six kids and realize <laughs> I'm losing it. Oh, man. Six kids. <laughs> I don't know about six kids. Like, speaking of six kids, like... Like, is that, like, a lot for you, having six children? Like, how, how is that? How does that work? Um, it is a lot. You know, when they were younger, and everybody tells, told me this, um, when they're younger, they have little problems. When they're older, they have big problems. But, um, and the big problems are big. They're, you know, little problems. Oh, I scraped my knee. So when they were younger, physically, it was exhausting. I would lay in bed and just fall asleep in a minute. Now I lay in bed and my thoughts keep going like, is that one going to be okay at college? Or what's going on with that one? And, and I often have to just release them to God and say, you've got it. You've got it. You can take them. I mean, you can not take them physically, but take <laughs> their worries, right? Like has to clarify, like, wait, hold on a minute. <laughs> I got to clarify that because I don't want to take them, but... Take their worries and you've got, you know, you've got them. Their journeys, theirs. That's one thing I've had to do with my six kids. I've had to kind of cut the cord and say, this is their journey. We all went on our own journeys. I am here to guide them because I was blessed by blessed with them. But I but it's not my journey. They will learn. They will learn to fall and get up and they'll they'll be hurt and then, you know, they'll get up. As long as they have compassion and humility, that's that's what I hope for. That's so cool. That's cool. I, that is so cool. I can't, like, say anything else about it. It's so cool. I think it's, like, amazing. Like, literally, I think, like, last week or, like, just a couple days ago, I was helping babysit five kids with my friends, um, I, like, after we came from back from summer camp. And, like, on the last day, I was babysitting six kids with them or, no, seven kids all together. But it wasn't just me or anything. It was just, like, a bunch of other people. And just, like... I don't know. I think it's cool to have that many kids, but just like, 
at the same time, it's not cool. I mean, there are so many children. It's like running around and screaming and stuff. I guess it is different when they are older because when they're older, it's like you, they're like more mature and you can handle them better, I guess. But then it's like, as you were saying, like bigger problems, you know, when they're leaving or like you don't know what they're doing because they're not in your sight, you know, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And I have to, I have to confess, I love chaos. I do. I love the noise. I love, I mean, I, my house is clean but it also has a little bit of clutter to it. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say it's clutter. I have little piles in some places. um, (laughs) It's never fully clean. I could never get my house fully clean because I have too many kids. There's no way. And like I said before, when my son, Liam, I said, you have got the worst of me and the best of me. He got the best of me because I spent so much time alone with him. But I feel as though he spent time with his second and fourth and fifth you know, brother. So my children have learned because it's a big family to look after their younger siblings. So even though my younger, my younger kid children didn't get me alone, maybe they got one of their siblings alone, or maybe Mm -hmm. their siblings took care of them or helped them and read to them or something. I mean, I find it very beautiful, a big family. I mean, I don't think, I mean, my family is really big, not my direct family, but I don't know if I told you guys before, but my mom had 17 siblings and so did my dad. 17? 17. So imagine I have so many aunties and so many uncles on both sides and they all have children and then their children have children. It's so many people. That is terrifying. Like, I'm just, like, paralyzed. That is a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, we, there's no way to this day or since uh, Cashew was born and we started going to Brazil that we can see all of them. And every time we go and she's 15, she always meet new cousins. Yeah. Because it's just like, it's just not enough time to meet all of them. But like my mom had, um, we are four. Are we four? We are four, right? Three yeah. girls and a boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are four. And um, it's, to me, it, it was already busy. And then so when I had children, I have two. And so it's, um, I, I can't imagine having six, but the feeling of having six grown children around you, taking care of you as you grow older, it's so nice. And so in, I wish I had more because of that, because like they are going to move away. They're going to have their lives, but they always come back and take care of me. And I, it, I wish I had more because of that. Well, it sounds like you have a big extended family. I do. I do. Seventeen. Yeah. That just, that uh, blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people. Okay. So going back to yoga, cause I want to talk about yoga. Sure, sure, of course. <laughs> I love all the classes that you offer at Be Inspired. My second favorite, it's the advanced vinyasa flow. Um, it's, it is so cool to watch you teach that class. Do people get apprehensive because of the word advanced? Do you feel that way? I do, Jackie. In fact, so often I think, should I change that name? Um, but I don't know how else to let people know they have to have experience coming in. Because it's, um, it's going to be a little bit more challenging. 
I do welcome anyone to come into that class. I would say not if you're brand new, but if you've been to yoga classes before. Mm-hmm. I do like to challenge myself. But you know in the advanced class, it's not about speed. We hold our poses also, right? So we, yeah. we will get into a warrior two and we'll just take five, six breaths there. So you build the tension. I'm a true believer, and this came from one of my teachers, but I'm a true believer that you have to, in order to release tension, you have to build tension. So you sit in that posture for a little while, and then as you come out of it, you have that release, and then you go into another posture. So it has the meditative, I call it um, meditation and flow, or motion of meditation. So it's mm-hmm. a, um, I do, I like that class too. My class is my favorite, though, I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) I love um, that class. I really do. And I do like, as well, the power vinyasa with Molly. I think it's just so fun and energetic. For those who are listening, what is the difference between the advanced and the power vinyasa flow? Because it's just the the word. sound difficult. I know, right? So the advanced vinyasa flow, power vinyasa flow. It's like, it sounds so intimidated, but they are not. Can you explain? Absolutely. That's a really good question. So I love Molly's class and uh, she is an amazing teacher. She is my co-owner. Um, and she was trained under the Baron Baptiste method, which is a power vinyasa. And she is fun and she's lively and she has great music and she has some really deep, um, deep lessons in her class too. So it's a faster pace. It's, um, there's just a lot of vinyasas, which is a, about a seven posture flow that you do in between, um, other postures. I know it's hard to explain, but those of who do yoga will understand that. It's just a really fun, lively, upbeat class, but with some deep meaning. The advanced class, at least my class, is probably, it's not as fast. It's a little bit um, slower and probably a little bit more meditative, which is kind of fun. So those people who like more of a heated class to sweat, to move, Molly's class is perfect for them. Mm-hmm. Those who want to sit in a posture for a little longer, who like a little bit more meditative and introspective, my class would probably benefit them. But then there are those people who are so um, open to different types, like you're saying, that to try both or to enjoy both, there's benefits that you can receive from both. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of nice to have the different variety at our studio. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then um, we have like a gent- the, like the gentle stretch in the morning on Wednesdays. It's beautiful, and that's taught by our teacher, Lynn. She's a, a really wonderful teacher for the gentle stretch. So people who are intimidated by the vinyasas and the advanced, and I'm just really want to take a nice stretch. The gentle stretch is beautiful class. Mm-hmm. Yes. How long have you um, have the studio in Batesville? So... I, it's been four and a half years. Oh, wow. Oh, I thought it was already way more than that. I felt like all the times that we've lived here, I thought it's already been there. It was when we moved to Batesville, remember? We passed by and I was like, oh, wow, they opened a yoga studio. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That's five years ago. (laughs) That's so cool. Well, many, many studies have tried to determine the effectiveness of yoga as a complementary intervention for like cancer, asthma heart disease what in your opinion 
um, about yoga. What is your opinion about yoga and health? Like the two of them together to improve your health, but not just as your, your, mindset. your mindset or what is your opinion about that? So I feel as though yoga should be a lifestyle. So it, it should be just incorporated in your life to keep you healthy. Yes. By tuning into your breath is what you were saying in the yin class or in any class. The thing that keeps that makes yoga different from other exercises is your breath. Because we connect our breath to our movement and then to slow our mind. When you connect to your breath, in the Western world, we are chest breathers. So a lot of times we breathe from our chest, which creates anxiety and stress. And it also keeps us in that fight and flight mode. But in yoga, what we do is we drop our breath into our lower belly. So when you drop that breath from the chest into the lower belly and do the breathing exercises that we do in yoga, you, you switch on the parasympathetic nervous system, which is more the rest and restore. And it's that place of observing, of taking a pause, of listening, which helps with heart, which helps when you're dealing with cancer and people who are being stressed and going through these um, very difficult times of chemotherapy and making big decisions in their life. Yoga and meditation have also been brought into the hospital for like when um, people are doing are having um, surgeries and they have to use anesthetic and they have, so the meditation helps them in decreasing the amount of drugs that they need to be pain-free because you get into that very parasympathetic nervous system where you can just sit and breathe and use your breath as your ally than to keep it in your chest. And it, it can be a benefit to you, but it also can, I don't want to say harm you, but it can take you into a stressful mode. So I do come personally um, by with anxiety. I have had anxiety often in my life. And by tuning into my breath, I'm able to stay more calm than reactive. So I think that helps in so many different um, medical, I don't know how you say it, so um, problems or issues that people are dealing with. If you can... Just watch your breath and notice where you are and take that time to receive then to act. Yeah. yeah we, are, we are all about healthy choices. We are all about healthy choices. And, um, you know, I have forced Kashu, as she <laughs> said, many times to practice to better her posture. But she is so against feeling awesome that I don't I even know what to say. I am not against feeling awesome. <laughs> it's like, it's just not for me. You have to give her some wisdom because she's so against feeling awesome. Please, there are many <laughs> other ways to feel awesome. <laughs> well, you know it's always there for you. And you, I, as a young, I never pushed my children to come to my yoga classes. I will invite them often. And I found that my two older ones who are in college, when they're off on their own and their mother's not pushing them, they will go. So you know what's out there for you, Cashew. So whenever you feel like I need a little bit of this, you will be able to find it. But yes. to make good choices, um, one of the things that I love, and I wanted to say this to the listeners, one of the things that I love about yoga, probably the most important thing besides that connection that I have with God, is the pause that you take in your life. 
So as you breathe, I often take a pause at the top of my inhale, and you've heard me say this before, and a pause at the bottom of my exhale. And what the pause do, does for me is just a place to observe. So when you're making choices in our life, whether it's an action or what food I'm going to eat or what word I'm going to say or how to interact, if you just take that pause and observe, then often you'll make the better choice that's true to yourself that you can connect to that place within. Um, so that, that's helpful. So taking that pause in your life will help you make important health choices that are right for you in your being. There you go. Okay. That's her wisdom for you. All right. I will take this wisdom and I will store it away and I will make sure that when I need it, it will be there. <laughs> it will be there. Exactly. <laughs> Well, P loves yoga, and she um, takes it very serious, just like me. She's, she, she uses more as a, a flexible uh, tool, a flexibility tool, um, but she, she, she's so athletic. That's why she loves every single type of exercise, and since yoga is so dear to my heart, she, she does it, and I really appreciate her. Um, sometimes uh, we do at home. And I, it's, it's just so pretty to see her so into it. She's not doing as much lately, but there were times where she set time timers and all that kind of stuff to, mm -hmm. to do her yoga practice. It's cute. That is cute. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lisa, I have to say this has been amazing. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you are really busy. And I really, really, really thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Well, I'm honored that you asked me. Thank you so much. So where can our listeners find out more about you, be inspired, and, and, and any other project that you are doing right now? Absolutely. So our website is www.b, so just B-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D, so beinspiredyoga.com. It's B without the E. So that's our website. So just join onto our website if you have any questions, um, our Studio number is actually my personal number, and I can give that to you. It's 812-212-0333, and feel free to call if you have any questions. Are you in any social media channel? We do have an Instagram. Um, awesome. Yeah, I believe it's just Be Inspired. Cool. Well, again, everyone, Lisa, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Oh, it was my pleasure, too. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'll see you later. <laughs> later this week. <laughs> Bye, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by me and my mom. The editing is done by me. And the music is done by my mom and GarageBand. If you want to check us out on any of our social media, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook as Confess Coco and YouTube as Confessions of Coconuts, where we post all of our cool adventures of us being zany and eating a bunch of cool food and stuff. If you want to get in touch with us, you can go to any of our social media. If you want to donate, you can go to our website, confessionsofcoconuts.com, and go to the donate page and drop some spare change while you're at it. While you're there, you might as well go visit the show notes, 
and subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe because you're also subscribed to all podcasts. And I know you love us because you're listening right now. It'd be cool if you could share us on whatever social media you have and just get the word out so we can continue to bless other people's ears with our amazing voices and our silly stories. The podcast is a lot of work, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And we truly thank you for listening. On that note, leave a review. Thank you so much.